of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Big story today. Well, just, Secret document stash from Biden. I, I just, I, I think this is a very solemn and sad day for America, and we might need to ask the question, is the current president of the United States selling state secrets <laughs> to the Chinese or the Russians? Well, I'm okay, literally shaking the story here. because yeah, there are yeah. a lot of different thoughts right, on yeah. this. So, so apparently Joe Biden had stashed some top secret documents at his think tank in D.C., which think tank and Joe Biden. Boy, that seems like an oxymoron. But uh, it's a small building. Yeah. The, <laughs> he thought it was well, actually it's been on E for years. He thought it he thought it, he thought it was actually a dunk tank uh, <laughs> like at the carnival. But uh, they realized they didn't have any cotton candy or ice cream, and he got bummed out. No. Uh, but these are documents from when he was vice president, uh, mm. which he did not ever have the authority to declassify, should not have taken them. Uh, his lawyers, as the story goes, found them, weirdly enough, a day before the midterm elections. Huh? You just happen to be huh. rooting around this old closet at the hmm. Penn Biden Center? Really? Huh? And, and this story didn't come out at that time? That's, that's odd. Isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, media, though, they want to, they want you to know two things. Okay, it was a small number of documents, God. and this is nothing like Donald Trump keeping documents. Oh. According to a source familiar with the matter, the classified documents are small in number. A small number of documents. A small number of classified documents. Republicans quickly pounced on the revelation. <laughs> there are important differences between this Biden inquiry and that involving former President Trump. There are key differences between this and the case involving former President Trump. No, it's, it doesn't sound anything like it. It's completely different. There's no Very. comparison here. No comparison whatsoever. Unbelievable. You have no idea what it, what the documents say or what they are, mm -hmm. but there's no comparison. You know, just a quick side note, um, that part with Peter Alexander from NBC. Small yeah. number of classified documents, yeah. Republicans quickly pounced. That part? Yeah. yeah. I had that for later. I didn't know you had already heard it, David. It, every time it's Republicans oh, yeah. pounced. It's, Republicans notice something. They yes. pounce. They're seizing on it. <laughs> so this is nothing at all like Trump. Nothing. Not even close. It's so small. These documents are, the, the volume is so small that you could put them into like a little envelope, a little 8 by 10 envelope. They were in there. Okay. And documents well, were spelled with a K. <laughs> That's how they knew it was Joe. Joe Biden is Christopher Robin now. <laughs> right. The other question I have, because it's nothing like what Trump had. 
Where were these documents found again? They were in a... The U-Pen? No, yeah, the Penn Biden Center in D.C. Just knew that. office space. Hmm. Now, would they have, like, security around that? Well, it was in a locked closet, they say. Okay. So, at Mar-a-Lago, though, we have Secret Service people all around. Yeah. And it's behind a locked door. That's inc- incredibly irresponsible. Yes. But in this case with Biden, well, no, no, no. It's, it, it would have been fine. We weren't, we weren't in danger of anything, of people finding out secrets. There was nothing like that. Small, okay. Very small. All right. Just really quickly. Does anybody else have a tinfoil hat on right now? Or is it just me wondering what this is really all about? Man. I, you do? You know, I don't I don't know what where you're going, what what the road is that you're going down personally, but I've got a couple of ideas. Okay. May- I'll just throw it out there. Okay. I'll throw ahead. a couple out there. Because I'm thinking to myself, okay, is this just all this screen to say, well, see, Biden's lawyers came across it, they did the right thing. And this is how you do it. And it turns out, as we'll find out, of course, there was really nothing there. It was just a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Which means any sort of investigations coming down the line that they can poo-poo away and will make it appear that Merrick Garland, he did due diligence as attorney general and looked into this, but there was just nothing there. You're setting all that up for the future from this little story right now. That's one tinfoil hat thought that I have. Have you had that one? Uh, No, well... Yeah, I think there is the uh, nice little smokescreen of saying, well, the Justice Department, see, they're treating everybody equally, all right? They're going yes. after Biden in this case. The yes. other thing is, I I still, and maybe this is just because I don't want to lose a bet to Scott Robbins, but I still wonder if they're not seeding it a little bit to give some of the power brokers in D.C. an excuse to get old Uncle Joe out of office. That's the other thought that I've had. Well, that, here's the other thing. B- backing up on the Merrick Garland thing, it's been turned over to a judge who was appointed by Donald Trump. Right, exactly. I mean, they say mm-hmm. that, too. They, yeah. In every story. Because all indications... See, it's fair. It's totally fair. Above board. All indications now that Biden's going to run again. Yeah. But the power brokers in the Democratic Party know he will not win. He won't. I mean, imagine this guy <laughs> trying to go out again and run. Because you just can't hide behind COVID. You're going to have to get out there. And every time he does, it's a disaster. I mean, you saw this, right, when he confused the Secret Service with the Salvation Army? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Easily mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, You know, who doesn't make that mistake? (laughs) Right. That was unbelievable. I have the audio. You can barely make it out. But he's, he's, he's making his way through this line. And he's saying, and here we have Salvation Army. Salvation Army. Yeah. Yeah, you can't make it out very good. Spend some time with the Secret Service in Ukraine. Yeah. No, that's the Salvation Army. It's not the Secret Service. And this is just one day. I mean, there's something every day. Mm-hmm. With this guy. They know he can't win again. Uh, they're doing so a great job protecting the border. <laughs> Boy, that's another story we'll get into a little bit later on. Uh, the whole cleanup in El Paso before he got there. Because a lot of people, of course, noticed that. Another story that's out there. The censoring of speech, especially during COVID. 
is coming out with the Twitter files. And we're going to be seeing, well, more documents that were held at Twitter. And Alex Berenson was on Tucker's show last night, David. Yeah, Alex Berenson, former New York Times writer, has been writing a lot about COVID in the last couple of years. Uh, he's been handed the next round of the so-called Twitter files. And this is about COVID censorship on the platform, something he knows a lot about because he was shut down. Yep. Uh, now he's focusing on Scott Gottlieb. He used to be the FDA commissioner under Trump, then went on to Pfizer. Uh, Berenson was on Fox News last night talking to Tucker Carlson and also talking about Gottlieb's role in censoring information related to COVID. Well, um, not just me, but in one case, a fellow Trump administration appointee um, who followed him as the acting FDA commissioner uh, later in 2019. That's how much Scott Gottlieb and Pfizer didn't want discussion of the vaccines. What's also so striking about that is that when Gottlieb had a problem, he went to a guy named Todd O'Boyle. Todd O'Boyle was a lobbyist, a senior lobbyist in Twitter's Washington office, and he is the guy the White House turned to first when they wanted to censor. At- okay. Wow. So this stuff does get deep in the weeds. Mm-hmm. But you're hoping not so much that most of the American people understand what actually happened. I don't feel great about that, but I hope it happens where people actually know what was going on behind the scenes when all of this played out. Because we're finding out at Twitter. So we have evidence of, let's say, overlap between Pfizer and the White House as they tried to push vaccines, as they tried to uh, discourage vaccine hesitancy and as they tried to suppress debate around the vaccines. And, and I think that's very striking. And when I sue Pfizer and Scott Gottlieb and Andy Slavitt and the Biden White House, that will be, I think, a unique opportunity, assuming I can survive the motion to dismiss, to actually see how, that vac- uh, how the company and the White House were, were, were talking in mm-hmm. the summer of 2021 as the vaccines were clearly beginning to fail for those of us who were paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. Thoughts? Man. <laughs> I mean, to me, it comes down to what is more of the same. And I remember early on in the pandemic saying like, well, I mean, I kind of I liked a lot of things that Scott Gottlieb was saying because he was one of the few people willing to say, yeah, we got to get these schools open. We Mm got to try to prioritize who we are sort of taking out of society for their own safety and uh, not forcibly removing anybody, but saying, here's who should be recommended to stay out for a little while. Uh, and who's not, he seemed to have a pretty common-sense approach. And then the first time I saw somebody actually acknowledge that he was a board member at Pfizer, I'm like, well, that's kind of weird that, you know, they're not really making that big of it. They're basically getting a Pfizer spokesman on the news to dispel uh, any questions or to knock down any questions one might have about the vaccine. That just doesn't pass the smell test. Not at all. And at the same time, then it makes sense. Well, the reason he was saying we got to get kids back to school, he's not representing the teachers' unions. Right. He's representing Pfizer. Right. Which, by the way, we've got the vaccine for the kids coming out. <laughs> that way, all the kids can go back to school safely. What a freaking scam. It's wild, man. Um, you know what? Also from Tucker's show last night, this is like 25 seconds. Um, and this was part of the open. I can't tell you how many times we've talked about this very... Same thing. And I'm sure maybe he has before, but we just talked about it yesterday. So when I heard him talking like this, like, oh my gosh, yeah, dude, 
this is what we're talking about. It's funny how huge history-altering events can take place in this country and around the world, and most people seem to have no idea they happened. It's not that Americans are stupid. It's that our media outlets, often under direct pressure from the U.S. government, suppress those stories, the stories that matter. The effect of this arrangement, and by the way, it's the intended effect, is to leave the population of the United States dangerously ignorant on questions that affect their lives. Yes. So how does that ever change? Is I it, don't know. Is it simply that you, we all just, the ones of us that know what's going on, I know it sounds arrogant, but it's true. You have to patiently tell people that don't understand it exactly what's going on. You would think that the lack of eyeballs on a product would change things, but it doesn't seem to. No, because a lot of... It's not about that. No. No, I mean, but you would think, you know, with eyeballs comes revenue. It's not about and that. from revenue comes happy shareholders, but you're right. I mean... No, the, there are people the line controlling of here, though. Yeah. the message. The real power brokers control the message. And that's why we don't have an honest media. But I don't know what else fixes that problem other than conversations and trying to explain to people, just look at facts. Well, what what happens, I think, or one of the ways you fix it is doing what a guy like Ron DeSantis is doing. There's this piece today in the New York Times that is whining about how Ron DeSantis won re-election handily in Florida without really talking to mainstream press. And yeah. you know what? I, I know that Ron DeSantis, Trump, a lot of them proved you can get around mainstream media by just ignoring them. Yeah, they're going to create a narrative about you sure. either way. But so, when that narrative does get created against yeah. DeSantis, he knows how to fight it back. Right. But, and so why engage with people who are your sworn enemy? Don't, don't even engage anymore. Done. Bye. Oh, it'll drive him crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> And you know, is it, is it already just mentioning it drives him crazy? <laughs> that was Leslie Stahl, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that crazy RBG woman. <laughs> right, you yeah. just had to stay alive, <laughs> Leslie Stahl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think her pitch can get that yeah, high anymore. anymore. Chaos in Mexico, worse than we had thought. We'll get to that story and much more coming up, ready. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Chaos in Mexico. You know, we've heard before the cartels run the show. You're starting to see that more and more. Wow. Well, Dude, well, their military outguns the, the government military all the time. Oh, yeah. And and as we mentioned this, I think, late last week, maybe. But, I mean, there's an all-out war uh, between Mexican authorities and uh, the Sinaloa cartel. Because they cracked down on them and they arrested El Chapo's son. And the images that are coming out of Mexico are shocking. I mean, it is a war zone. It's literally a war zone. You've yeah. got people shooting at helicopters with fifty caliber rifles who are gang members doing this. You've got child soldiers out on the streets. Have you seen the... I mean, it's just heartbreaking video. You've got kids yeah. who are like maybe eight, nine. They've got AKs. It's crazy. Legacy Media doesn't talk about it at all. It, you don't see it. 
it really is wild. Uh, and like Scott, like you mentioned, I mean, the drug cartels have them outgunned in, in some cases. Yeah. Um, Bill Malusian from Fox News had this report. We're talking the Mexican military and the Sinaloa cartel engaged in all-out combat, all-out war. Take a look at this video showing a Mexican military helicopter firing down on Sinaloa cartel uh, positions in the Mexican city of Culiacan. You can hear that machine gun firing. You can see those tracers in the night. Sinaloa cartel gunmen and sicarios setting up a roadblock on a local road in response. They're armed. Before, before we go any further with that, just to try to paint the picture, if you didn't see it, it is dark, and there is this helicopter, and you just see... The fire coming down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The gunfire all over the place. And then the fire is being returned. You think, okay, that's some movie scene. That doesn't happen. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> right there. They're armed with machine guns and heavy weaponry, and they are preparing to fight. Now there are some GOP lawmakers here in the U.S. who say it's time to give Mexico U.S. military assistance to help them in this war, similar to what we're already doing with Ukraine. What? Here we go. Now, that I am fine with. That, if it's helping protect the border? That, that directly affects our national security interests. There's no question about that. And, and Donald Trump has actually uh, floated that out in a, in a policy position video maybe last week or week before last, where he is saying, yeah, we got, we got to designate them as terrorist organizations and use the U.S. military to crack down on them. We got to well, help. Is it, it time we find out how they get their AKs? And their other weaponry? I mean, where's it coming from? I mean, some of that weaponry came straight from the Obama administration. Exactly. Where's the stuff coming from? Now, the Obama yeah. administration is not alone in that, by the way. I mean, we've been arming rebels for decades south of the border. Where do you but think the that, bigger yeah. picture in the message is, yes, it is about our security. And it's also about protecting the border because yeah. the cartel has run the border. <laughs> it's insane, man. I think Ukraine can toss a couple of a million back our way. Just yeah. That's... That's hilarious. Zelensky, by the way, is going to be speaking at the Golden Globes. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Are you serious? He is satellite. Message of oh, peace, Scott. Oh, my gosh. What? And the do-eyed celebrities will be looking at him. They love him. Some will be choking back tears, raising yes. their fists. Yes. These people. More on that a little bit later. All right. Uh, on a lighter note, um, if you're around Missouri and you don't mind getting drunk, police there said, uh, hey, come help us out. It's the Missouri uh, or the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office putting out a call just for casual drinkers who'd be interested in having some, you know, drinks at the station. Uh, no catch. They're just doing this to improve their deputies' field sobriety training. So after you're all liquored up, they're going to ask you to do a field sobriety exercise and then take a breathalyzer. I did one of these once. As a radio remote. Yeah. I did it, too. I did it, too. <laughs> and I was That's, hammered. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are lightweights. Anyway. <laughs> Joking. I drove home. No, you didn't. <laughs> no. I hope you didn't. I didn't. But yeah, you would be surprised if you ever actually took one of those. Yeah. Yes. All right. News update straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. It's a dark day for America, fellas. Uh-oh. I hate to tell you this, but Joe Biden yeah. had some classified documents at his think tank in D.C. from his time as vice president of the United States. I'm literally shaking. Re- I'm literally, reckless and dangerous. It is reckless and dangerous, and he is getting people killed. Kill. So apparently, <laughs> we're learning now from uh, CNN that uh, the classified documents include intelligence memos and briefing materials that covered topics like uh, Ukraine, Iran, the UK. Whoa. Oh, hey, now. I mean, one of those countries we are currently funding a war in. Okay, so now of all the different theories that we might have, I'm starting to lean on the, all right, the power brokers in the Democratic Party know that Joe can't win another election. So start sowing the seeds now to get him out of there so he's not running for 24. Well, you, you want to slow walk this stuff, right? They've got yeah. the investigation. Well, how else in would it. you do it with Joe? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you, not going to be a jog, is it? No. You, you got little uh, dribs and drabs on Hunter Biden occasionally dropping. You've got all these little things. And they, they come across to me as almost just little reminders to Joe that uh, from whoever it may be, uh, people in the intelligence community certainly, can mm-hmm. look at Joe and say, we made you, we can end you. Right. Like, don't start thinking you're in charge all of a sudden. We put you there. Remember that. That is what it seems like. He's got to complete the term, though. Well, you it all depends. You can't have Mamala, not even for a month. No, but don't you suppose the way that goes down is they have that conversation with Joe? Mm-hmm. Did, we've been with you. Go out gracefully here. If not, the hammer's coming down. Yeah. Okay, your choice of how this goes. But there's not going to be a 2024. Again, well, this is just theories we're kicking around. Yeah, and I mean, if he is a good little boy, I think, yeah, you let him serve out the term, why not? And then just let him make it clear he's not seeking re-election. Yes. And then, you know, he can just kind of cruise until right. the end of his term. Yeah, and he can't then control who's going to run because they know Kamala's unelectable. And there's Gavin Newsom all of a sudden to fill the role. Just a theory. But anyway, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Okay. It's that time of the show. Going around the table. Look at a lot of stories every day. This might not be the biggest one, but it caught your attention. David, what's your story? This is from USC. Yes, that USC. Oh, big university, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world, I'm sorry, the word field is racist, they say. Field? Y- yes, field. So they're talking about field work that students may be partaking in, maybe undergoing. Well, they put out a memo now that says, as we enter 2023, we would like to share a change we are making at the School of Social Work to ensure our use of inclusive language and practice. Specifically, we have decided to remove the term field from our curriculum and practice and replace it with practicum. This change supports anti-racist social work practice uh, by replacing language that can be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of inclusive language. Now, I don't know what sicko hears the word field and immediately thinks 
a slave picking cotton. But if that's your first image, that's a you problem. Absolutely. So what's the word again? Field. No, what's the word? Oh, practicum. Yeah. So left practicum in Major League Baseball this year? <laughs> Center practicum? <laughs> because when you heard, first heard field, you thought sports. I did right you? away. Yeah. I thought baseball, yes. Or a football field. Yeah. Whatever it is, that's what you were thinking. Yes. Yeah, I figured. And I was thinking, you know, agricultural work. Welcome to Wrigley practicum. Then... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all this woke language, they really want to just level the playing practicum. For everybody. <laughs> Good one. Uh, my nephew doesn't want to just date one person. Yeah, right. He's playing the practicum. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. What teams yeah. are going to be playing at practic- uh, practicum of dreams next year? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, what's your story? Well, this is sobering, something we've talked about on this show a lot. There is a pandemic in this country that has nothing to do with the virus. There's a new book out by Pastor Chris Valentin. The book is called Uprising, the Epic Battle for the Most Fatherless Generation in History. Oh, wow. He said we are undergoing a pandemic of fatherlessness in households. This stat struck me. 51% of all kids in America right now are born out of wedlock. 51%. In 1950, 4%. The results are growing up without dads in the home is devastating. 75%, according to the author of the book, of all inmates currently serving time grew up without a father. 63% of all youth suicides come from fatherless homes. You know, and we have talked about it before, like you said. We have, a lot. And sometimes you and I, and all of us just privately, we've talked about it. That we just refuse to accept this as as a problem. Nobody talks about it. In society, they don't talk about it. They don't talk about it, because if you talk about it, you're racist. Or sexist. Or sexist, yeah. Or sexist, yes. Because the left has been telling people for years, you don't need a man in the house. Exactly. It's devaluing men. And David, you can speak more eloquently when it comes to classic Marxism of where this all goes in the end. Well, I mean, one of the one of the key tenets of what uh, of Marxists of what Marxists want to accomplish. It starts with destroying what the household is, because a household, a family, means ownership. And if communism can be distilled into one phrase, it is the end of private ownership. That's from Karl Marx himself. And so if you destroy the family, then the state is your father, the state Mm -hmm. is your mother, and the state is your provider. So you're happier if you own nothing, because it all comes from the state anyway. And that's one of the reasons why, when you put these numbers in front of people, they want nothing to do with it. People from the left, they right. just won't have it. It's No, this is statistically proven, okay? And you'll e- either hear, that's just sexist, or, well, what about the kids where the dad was in the house where he abused everybody? Okay. Well, yeah. th- nothing's perfect. No. Yes, that's an awful situation, but that's not to say, percentage-wise... And overwhelmingly, a kid is better off with dad in the house. Mm-hmm. The 75% of the incarcerated is a provable stat. Yes. This is not hypothesis or theory. This is provable stat. Oh, it's drug abuse. It's alcohol abuse. It's 75%. I mean, it goes on down the line. Yeah. And you can also find, you know, 
anomalies where some kid grew up to have an incredibly successful life. Of course, that happens all the time. Well, yeah. You're talking about overall percentages. Yes. But yes, traditional values are getting thrown out the window, and that's by design from the left. Boy, that's a all sad over the place. commentary, though. Wow. It, yes, it is. Oh, boy. My story today is about a family. Um, but I bring this up because I just am curious if your opinion is the same as mine when I read this. Ozzy, speaking of Ozzy Osbourne, oh. is returning to reality TV. But it doesn't seem like he wants to do that. No. Okay? Um, Ozzy's lost his mind over the years. We know that. Had a lot of issues with drug and alcohol abuse. It's been well documented. But the BBC has a new reality show coming out called Home to Roost that will document he and Sharon's move from L.A. back to England. So he does this interview, and he says, I don't know how the Kardashians have done it for so long. It sent us crazy at the end. I'm sorry I did it. No, I'm not sorry I did it. But after three or four years, I said, you know what? We're going to lose somebody because it's getting too crazy. The kids paid for it. They all ended up doing drugs. I was messed up, and Sharon got cancer. Well, I don't... I don't think you get cancer from being on reality TV. We're talking about Ozzy here, okay. dude. I don't know. <laughs> no. But as far the as you know, the pressure, the pressure right. of it, you know, could it end up with kids on drugs because of all the pressure? It could. Sure. He got messed up. It doesn't sound like he wants to do this. So they're, they're going to do another show, though, is yes. the point. Yes. Yes. Did and he Sharon divorce Holmes? Sharon and marry Dr. Jill? <laughs> <laughs> All I can think when I read this is how many times, and I've heard it from both of you guys, I think we've all said it, that it was almost abuse to put Biden out on the campaign trail. Yes. Doesn't this feel like abuse it's, to this exactly. guy? Doesn't yeah. Ozzy have Parkinson's too? Wasn't yes. that Oh, my God. All yes. Right. All right. It's like it's, I feel like he doesn't know where he is half the time anymore. Man. Kind of feel bad for him. That they is have really absolutely sad. milked that for every nickel they can get out of it. Man, oh, man. What a bunch of awful people. <laughs> Golly. feel sorry for the guy. You ever see Ozzy live? Nope. You never have, never really? did, huh? David? No. I don't, I don't know if you'd want to go now. I've seen the clips. No, well, I don't want, yeah. no, I don't want to see that. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's the thing. By the time I was of concert-going age, I, 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 I had no desire to see Ozzy live. It just sort of yeah, like it because, might be a yeah, little... Well, you were born in 87. Yeah. Well, this is Willie Mays running on the waterbed in 1973 with the Mets. <laughs> I mean, just a shadow of what it was before, yeah, right? Sad. Yeah, I'd seen him a few times, man. He was always very nice and gracious to his fans. Yeah, I know. But that tour that. was Metallica on the Master of Puppets tour, and they opened. And there were a bunch of Metallica heads there. And, and by the time Ozzy came on in his glitzy sort of sequin jacket and poofed up hair, they, he was getting riled by some people. It was wow. kind of sad in a way. Okay, much more to get to. Guess what posters are returning to TEC? you got to hear the story straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Don't know if you happen to see this or not. Saw it at Daily Wire. Uh, Thou shalt not kill posters are returning to Washington, D.C. No kidding. Yes. Been a wave of gun violence, they say. Wow. Yes. So it's the red and white cardboard signs that just say, Thou shalt not kill. They're going to be available for the public to pick up. They had this news conference set up today. Come pick them up. Because I think studies have shown the people that are thinking about capping somebody, taking somebody out, right. if they see one of these signs, yeah. they think about it, they pray about it, and then they don't shoot them. Well, yeah. I don't know I if mean, you've seen the studies on you that. Had it was me like, for a second there. I'm like, are you was, insane? It was like the city of New York <clears throat> voting to put up uh, gun free zone signs in Times Square. Yeah. Solved shootings like that. Right. Sure did. And that's just the thing, and I feel bad for the cities that don't have the same sign equity yeah. because the murders continue. That's true. Sign equity. <laughs> they just need signs to put up there. Right. The campaign, uh, according to executive director Philip Pennell of this council, the mayor's office, something I think most people in the city can agree on, and it's something they can support. Thou shalt not kill? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, actually, there are people who disagree with that. Yes, the people that kill others. Yes. Goodness gracious, man. So, in this story, more than 200 people lost their lives to violent crimes in D.C. last year. And you compare that to, say, Philly, yeah. Chicago. That seems pretty low. But, anyway... Uh, they were saying the community appears to be desensitized to the violence. I don't think the people that live in the neighborhoods where most of the murders happen are desensitized so much. They're saying, this has got to stop. Yeah. But the leaders won't do anything about it. Well, and, and there is only so long you can go hearing gunshots on a nightly basis and knowing that no one's coming to help uh, before you do somewhat get numb to it, honestly. It's or really you sad. you get a gun yourself. Right. Well, good luck survival. in D.C. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, I'm going to bring this up for the millionth time. And maybe it's because of the ADD brain. I always forget. How insane is it to say, if you're caught with an illegal gun, you're going to do five years? Why Why is that conversation never happen? Well, they, they yeah, because mandatory minimums are racist is what we're told. So... I mean, to me, I, I would up the ante, honestly. I would say that if you are a felon in possession of a handgun and you're caught, you, you're charged with attempted murder. Okay. Uh, but that would be racist. So even if you said three years, automatic, mm -hmm. prison, if you're caught in possession of a gun illegally, but no go because that would be racist, then you're not serious about, quote, gun violence. You're just using the term to try to take guns away from law-abiding well, citizens. Well, you don't really need to do that because the buyback pro programs have been wildly <laughs> successful. You know, said no and one I, ever. And I don't blame anybody for trying, but no. the, the solution is much more simple, it no. seems. No. Okay. Um, oh, Orkin just released its annual list of cities with the most bed bugs. I'm just <laughs> handed this go. right now. Um, top 50 cities for bed bugs. Mm, boy, howdy. All right. Oh, guess who? We're just talking about him. Washington, D.C., number yeah. one. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Hmm. New York City, second. Mm -hmm. Wow, they're slipping. Philly's third. The rest of the top ten. Cleveland, 
L.A., Detroit. What is it? Bedbugs just go where the murders happen to? That's what they're attracted to? Then you got Indianapolis, Baltimore, Columbus, Ohio. See, look at what Mayor Lightfoot's done with Chicago. They're not even in the top ten with bedbugs anymore. True. What a remarkable administration that is. Well, the bedbugs thought it was just too risky staying in Chicago. (laughs) Actually, Chicago's number one. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, I thought you. I thought DC was number one. Honestly, I misread it. Oh, okay. Okay, now I I was going to say you can put a saddle on those bedbugs in Chicago. DC was number one three years ago. The Chicago is number one now for the third year. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Good. Keeping the title. Keeping it, keep it at home. Yep. <sighs> yes, just follow where the murders are, it seems to be. Although I don't know where Columbus is on that list, or even Indianapolis. But for the rest, yeah, it's right up there. Do you ever go searching out a hotel when you're going to stay somewhere, if there's been any bud bugs there? Oh, yeah. You I do, do it, a, right? I do a lot, yeah. I thought so. So it stopped you from staying at some places? Oh, yeah. If it says, if there's one complaint that says bed bugs, I'm out. I don't even care if it's real or not. It, it was there, it's out in the universe, I'm done. <laughs> I know people agree with you. It's not fair to somebody lying about it, but you're not alone. This is the Mark McMahon Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to the secret documents that Biden had been keeping, um, people in El Paso are still talking about Biden's visit to the border. Oh, yeah. Joe Biden visited El Paso but didn't meet any of the illegal immigrants in custody. And the city of El Paso did a great job for Uncle Joe cleaning up the homeless camps ahead of his visit. Which they saw the before before and after pictures, right? Yeah. You know, this reminds me of people that have been to China. Yeah. It's like they only show you what they want to show you. Yeah. And the rest of it's like going to hell in a handbag. But you don't ever see that, right? Mm-hmm. It was so clean. Right. And the people were so pleasant. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, all of that doesn't sit very well with some people who actually have to live in El Paso, yeah. like Irene Armendariz Jackson, who heads up the Border Council Coalition. Here's what she told Tucker Carlson last night. It's a slap on the face. You know, we are uh, in the midst of a crisis. We see it every day. So I'm standing in one of the epicenters where there was people sleeping everywhere. Around the corner is the Chihuahuita Street, which is where all the photos that you see. But here you see some drone footage as well. And there were sleeping almost right on top of each other. There's another location as well. So as soon as we heard that he was coming, I hurried down here and I made sure that I took those last pictures and and so we could prove to America that Biden was not coming to see the reality of the border. Yes. Yeah. And Bill Malusian and Fox have had the images for months. What do you expect, though? I mean, seriously, do you expect him to, to see the real El Paso? No. No. We all knew it would be much like when Kamala went to the border. It's a photo op. Right. It's a, you know, 
got to check it off the list sort of thing. He was coming to see a sanitized, a clean El Paso, and not only shame on the administration, but shame on our repre representative, Veronica Escobar, and shame on our mayor for allowing this to happen. What was the price that they promised them to exactly. be able to clean this up and make Biden look good? Get you on a special committee. Yeah. We'll take care of you later on, maybe. Well, you'll get some of those Biden bucks coming your way. Yeah. No problem. Spend them any way you want. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the problem is <laughs> going to be solved anytime soon. At least not in the next two years, as far as you can tell. Do you think, David? No. No, I think. But, but I, again, part of the White House's new uh, effort is hinged on the idea of recoding who counts as an illegal immigrant and who doesn't. <laughs> and so on the stat sheet, I guarantee you what they're going to do uh, is on they're gonna they're gonna show you this chart that says see illegal immigration has actually dropped even though the same number of people have actually come over it's just that they have reclassified the comparison I used last week was if you say let's say there's a guy who drinks ten beers a day and he says well I'm gonna start drinking only five beers a day but he also has five shots of vodka every day on top of that he's not actually drinking any less but he is drinking less beer. Okay. Man, I thought you were going to go with the old Robbins trick. I only had three beers. Right. Yeah. They're tall boys. <laughs> yeah. They're these, it was it's like a yeah. jar. It's like 30 ounces. Yeah, it was like 30 ounces. But I only had four. <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm oh. not drinking a six-pack You six did it. Anymore. You did it with a straight I know, face. I know. That's the old Uncle Drunkle trick. <laughs> yes. That was more than seven years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But anyway, yeah, to your right. point. Yeah. Yeah, that's just part of it. What's the problem? Okay, so... Big story is Biden, the secret documents, the classified, David. Oh, yeah, classified documents dealing with Ukraine what? and Iran and the United Kingdom, our closest ally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Terrifying. Apparently he had them stuffed in a closet at this think tank he's got. They were, <laughs> yeah, in the D.C. Yeah. It's on E. And... Uh, well, his lawyers found it the day before the midterm elections. It's interesting. Nobody happened to leak that information. No, no, you can't. Let's wait until the dust has settled on the whole Speaker of the House thing and the election's over, and then we'll let people know that he did pretty much the same thing that Donald Trump did. Oh, but the key difference here, yeah. we're being told, is that, well, his lawyers told the National Archives, and the National Archives weren't even looking for it. It's like, well, okay. Oh. Well, the, the question, though, here is, is it illegal or not for somebody to take classified documents? Because, dude, they were talking about high crimes and misdemeanors with Donald Trump having some classified documents, which, while he was president, he had the right to declassify if he had so chosen. Uh, chosen, I mean. Chosen. Here I am channeling Biden here. Uh, <laughs> 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 but... but but as vice president, Joe Biden didn't actually have that authority, so he did take classified information yeah. and stuffed him in a closet somewhere. Yeah, and it's been well documented, you know, when he was on 60 Minutes. I can't believe Trump would be that irresponsible. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Tongue lashed him. Yep. It, it is very interesting to me, though, how, how so many people in media have started circling the wagons around Joe Biden, saying, well, it's different because it feels different. Okay? Here are the ladies on The View. 
Oh, goodness. Oh, God. Here we go. Not facts, just emotion. It feels different. And the only reason I bring this to the table Uh is, one, because I think Scott Robbins' reaction to these clips is always funny. Just hand me the nitro first. The the other thing is that this is the most watched daytime news program in America. Goodness gracious. Roll it. We do not know anything about the nature of this. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, Byron needs to calm down a little bit. Because there are some, perhaps, differences here. The optics are not necessarily the best. So, is it good news for you? No, who, anything that makes us talk about him is good news for him. Not really. But, I mean, I, I think that no, what you just said is yeah, right, that, yeah. that there are differences in what happened. Yes, but you the know, optics are not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief. You know? We know that. Take a jump. To say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's probably what's going on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Never disappoint me. That's mind-numbing. They always live up to expectation. Here's the dumbest take ever. The thing is, to David's point, this is the sad part. We could make fun of that all day. You know what happens, man. Whether it's family, friends, you go to some get-together and you're dealing with someone that gets their news from a place like The View. No, you're right. And they parrot the same stuff. And then you got to figure out, how do I break it to this person to tell them what the truth is without there being a big scene? And that's a difficult yeah. thing, depending on who you're dealing with. Yeah. It, to me, the frustrating thing is, okay, Biden had some documents that were top secret or whatever stuffed in a closet somewhere. I'm not particularly scandalized by this personally. I I mean no one was really looking for him whatever. But the left has set the standard that this is a five alarm fire. Absolutely. That's so, that's why you see the reaction yeah. and you just roll your eyes. No, and I can't help it, man. I think there's something else at play going on and I'm not sure what it is, but it's just not as it seems. There's some other play. And right now, that could be wrong. It's like, okay, why? Why are they coming out with this? And why did the lawyers do this? And I think it's some sort of message to Biden. You're not going to be running in 2024. Because you can't win. Yeah, You've got to have somebody else. And I don't think they're going to boot him, but it's just that reminder. Listen, we can turn on you at any second. We have all this info on you. I'm talking about the power brokers of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't be talking about running next time. Could be wrong, but we'll see. Um, you want some good news, man. The DeMar Hamlin story, Oh gosh. where it looked like this was going to be this tragic thing. Yes. And honestly, later on last Monday night, even into Tuesday morning, I, I thought he was going to die. I was really afraid of it. I don't know I if you guys... I thought he was dead on the field. I was afraid of it, too. I was. And they were just going to wait and tell everybody later on. Yep. Yeah. You know, watching it live. Had to see now. He actually was dead on the field. He was with cardiac arrest. Yeah, Yeah. but doing well now and moved to a hospital in Buffalo. And we had talked a little bit about the story. He was watching the game and was very excited when the Bills opened the game on Sunday with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Apparently, the other part of that story that's come out is that he was so excited, um, he actually got up. And was jumping up and down out of his chair and <laughs> set off oh, yeah. every alarm in the ICU. Yep. <laughs> but yep. he's okay. Yeah. 
But that's incredible, man. Yeah, you can just kind of picture that in your head. It's pretty cool. There's movement at all. Alarm bells will ring everywhere. Oh, yeah. You were in the hospital well, for yeah, a, a I, long I time. I remember it, yeah. So if you moved, the alarm went well, off? Well, if you started to get up out of the chair. Like when they put me in the chair, finally. You know, that took a while. But I see, my difference with me and Damar is I had surgery. He didn't. Yeah. I mean, you, you were know. probably in better shape at 55 years old well, when you had your heart attacks yeah, than I was, Damar. I was in really good shape, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, my By boy. the way, the month before your heart attacks, some people will ask about this, and I think we've talked about it before. Do you remember playing catch at the baseball field? Yeah, I do, actually. You were gassed. Yeah, I should. Well, and then I played basketball after that, and I was gassed. In the summer? I don't even remember that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was at a family thing, and I, with uh, one of my cousin's kids, he was like 13 years old, I was playing against him. And, Holy cow. Yeah, I was gassed then. Would have been much more dramatic if I'd have dropped on the baseball field. Well, I don't think DeMar Hamlin was living your lifestyle, you know. No, 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 no. Because you quit smoking, but then you picked up cigars and decided to start inhaling those. Well, I wasn't smoking cigarettes. <laughs> True. <laughs> it, it's, it's Biden logic right there, right? <laughs> well, I am down to zero cigarettes a day. I mean, I'm smoking six, you know, six yeah, right. cigars every day. Yeah. But, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, the things you tell yourself, yes. Um. So anyway, I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for the Bills to win. It's just such a through. great story. I mean, and now I read something the other day, too, about how, you know, again, it was another equity story about, you know, how most people wouldn't be able to receive the type of medical care he did immediately. They'd die. Well, yeah. The guy was a professional football player. It happened on the field. Yeah, most people aren't going to take a hit. No, right. Or try to tackle somebody on the dead run like that yeah, either. Most of them don't have a special cardiac doctor down the hall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. shut up. They're just they're Some people do. Try to make something out of something like that. It's like, it, gosh, dang. Yes, it always happens. And okay, just for the few people, they're still wondering, what caused it? When, exactly. Will, will they ever really know? I haven't really understood the answer to that question. Like, will they ever know? Was it one of those one in, what is it, three million chances yeah. that it hit the heart right at the right time? Did it have anything to do with any vaccine? <laughs> you know, people are wondering that. They're still wondering that. And I don't know if there's ever going to be some definitive answer or not. We have don't you know his vaccination status either. We don't know that. Do no, we? we have no idea. I mean, I'm guessing he was because he came out. He was in college two years ago. so That could be. In order to play college ball, you would have had to have had it. So I don't know. David, have you heard, has there been any sort no. of answer to any idea, or does that come later, or no. will they just never know? Press conference yesterday, nobody even asked. Which is amazing. Yes, just, because it, if you're a football player, aren't you afraid that's going to happen to you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who have taken it, and you know, you want to check that one off the list, if nothing else. So why not? Yeah, I mean, it's an honest question. Or is it just... You could take a hit to the chest like that in football at that age, and this happened. Yeah. You just don't know. It's interesting. Okay, much more to get to. Wait a second. The Russians didn't influence the 2016 election after all? Legacy media saying that now? That and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Russia, Russia, Russia. Huh. 
Who's coming out with this now? Oh, well, well, now it can be told, I guess, years after the fact. Remember, let's go through this Russian collusion hoax, right? The entire thing was based on the idea that Russian trolls on the Internet convinced a lot of people to vote for Donald Trump in 2016. That was it. And then the conspiracy theory blossomed into, well, Donald Trump was actually working with the Russians. And there was a suggestion, including from the current vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, who was then a senator, that Russia actually hacked voting machines <laughs> to make sure that Donald Trump became president of the United States. Well, that's right. election denier! The U.S. government has been telling us all along for years that they used online proxies and false internet personas to harm Hillary Clinton and to help Donald Trump. Now, apparently, a new university study that was done, oh, let's see, uh, New York University, uh, Technical Institute of Munich, Trinity College Dublin, and the University of Copenhagen come out and said, we can't find any evidence that it moved the meter at all. (laughs) Okay, so if you show that to somebody that's believed it the whole time, is it just Something they don't want to believe, no, they, so they won't take it. Ah, forget it. Well, I'm always going to believe it. Listen, news agencies for years have been taking talking points literally from the intelligence community to say that Donald Trump won in large part because Russia interfered in the election with Facebook memes. Hmm. Right. I and remember they're, that. They're hauling Mark Zuckerberg, third or fourth worst human, pe- uh, human being on the planet. In front of yeah. Congress, and they're saying, it's your fault, Donald Trump is president. <laughs> All that stuff. <laughs> and I had these conversations years ago with family members who were, who were like, well, uh, you know, memes are very powerful. And I'm yeah. like, okay, at the time, I was programming a news talk radio station, and we were very involved in social yeah. media metrics. And I was telling them, in my professional experience, social media does not move the meter the way that you think it does. I guarantee you. And yet they would not believe it. Wow. Well, you had different reporters at the time. I remember you saved this clip. I mean, what more <laughs> evidence do you need? It's very, very obvious. And it's really obvious. Talking about the whole thing. Yeah. And then, you know, all these people, possible collusion, this collusion. I think at one point there was a remix of a song put together. Trump, Russian possible collusion. Trump, Russian metal collusion. Trump, Russia possible collusion. Trump, Russian potentially collusion. Trump, Russia possible collusion. Trump, Russian possible collusion. Trump, Russian collusion. Yeah, like all of a sudden, I'm not yeah. sure, but I saw this meme and I decided to vote for Trump. Yeah. that, and, and anyone who really wanted to take a step back and use some common sense would have come to the conclusion that that was a whole lot of nonsense. But... Because the way social media basically works is that, especially memes, if you already are in the mindset that this meme is sort of promoting, then it's just going to reaffirm your belief system. And if you hate it, you're just going to ignore it. No one's ever convinced by a meme. <laughs> <laughs> memes don't win arguments. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story, if there's one today, David, would be what? Oh, well, I guess it is that Joe Biden uh, had stashed some top secret information at his little think tank in Washington, D.C. Uh-oh. Right? Are we, are, we're, we're talking about Gitmo now, right? Or at least impeachment. Because <laughs> that's the standard that's been set. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. 
And then really what's behind it all, because I think there's more to it, but just on its face. The treatment of Biden, of course, you know, is not the same as Trump well, from legacy media. Well, it's a small amount of documents. It's not like the 300 at Mar-a-Lago. It's different. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and they came forward with it. Right. You know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we'll get uh, some old video of Biden, what he said about Trump at the time, and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. You got a little flashback for us, David? Oh, yeah. So apparently Joe Biden had some uh, top secret documents at his think tank in D.C. I know. Think I laughed, tank. too, when I heard that. Think uh, tank. Yeah, there are documents from when he was vice president. His lawyers apparently found them a day before the midterm elections and let the National Archives know they were there. They handed them over, and now we're... Uh, getting word of it because the Justice Department is doing a preliminary investigation. A small number of documents, uh, different than than the situation at Mar-a-Lago, obviously, because reasons. Um, and back in September, when Biden did his interview with 60 Minutes, he had quite a lot to say about Donald Trump ke- keeping classified documents. Interesting. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, What did you think to yourself, looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How anyone could be that irresponsible. Yeah. Mm. How could someone be that irresponsible? Be. If only Pelly would have followed up and said, what should we do with such a person? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also like the question, too, because you got to remember a lot of the people who are they're performing the news they're not actually doing the news they're not doing journalism yes so you think about the even the framing of that question at the time when you see these documents (laughs) on the floor at mar-a-lago what goes through your mind like like giving the impression that donald trump just had documents strewn about on the floor yeah (laughs) he had some mad rage he just picked up like a bucket of them just dumped them on the floor (laughs) He likes, well, he's throwing things off his desk. And, he, you know, yeah. he likes to make document angels and right. you know, lay down and just you know, move his arms up and down. It's, it's <laughs> thrilling. Jeez. You know, I was just going to move on, but now, okay, I'm just going to go down this rabbit hole. Give me 40 seconds. All right. Okay. Here's the other thing. So Pelly knows what he's going to ask him, and he's trying to lead Joe where Joe wants to go, right? Mm-hmm. My only point is this. Now that you bring that up. Um, the way Pelly, as you said, asked the question. Mm-hmm. When you saw the photograph. Mm-hmm. Okay, no one talks guy to guy like this. Right. Scott, when you saw the photograph. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? What? What was going through your mind? You're like, hey, dude, when you saw the photograph, what do you think? But yeah. they can't do it that no. way. Because no, you're right, David. They are performing well, it has to the sound news. sound thoughtful and yeah, that, poignant. That's, yes. that's why just a little bit of a, a director's note here. Uh, when you say when and you're being very seriously, you have to emphasize the H in when 
Like he, Scott Pelley's a pro. He's really good at performing the news. So when yes. you saw the photo. <laughs> when you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself? <laughs> what did you think to your What? Isn't that just another dude and maybe I'm the only one? I used to have some respect for him. In the sense of, okay, I probably don't agree with him politically, but in the way he can conduct a story, that's a skill. He's he's good. I've got no respect for that dude anymore. I mean, I, I, I have less respect because he did not overemphasize the H in photograph. He should have called it photograph. <laughs> When's the last someone in just common speak said the word photograph unless they were backselling a Def Leppard song? <laughs> I was going to say that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Seriously. Well, yeah. You see the pic? See the photo? The photograph. <laughs> no, it'd be, did you see that picture? Did you see the picture? Right. What he talks like that. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um, okay, just alert right now. I have the feeling you're about to get very angry at what we're about to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not just talking to you, Scott. I'm talking to everybody. Oh, all right. Yeah, so a bunch of states are looking at curbing this dangerous medical and surgical practices done on children who've been groomed to think they're trans. Um, Texas, for example, has a few bills being introduced that would ban puberty blockers and the surgical remover, removal of sex organs for minors. Yeah, it's not gender-affirming care. That's what it is. It's the elective surgical removal of sex organs in God. kids. Yes, it's child abuse. Uh, Oklahoma, meanwhile, is debating a bill that would ban the surgery for anyone under the age of 26. So 25 and under, no, you cannot have it. Wow. Uh, Which, that's bold, but I don't think that's a terrible idea either because a lot of the detransitioners, it's in their early 20s uh, when they get the surgery and then a couple years later they realize they've made a huge mistake. I understand that. And... I'm not saying it's without merit. <laughs> right now, in my mind, I'm like, can we just keep the conversation yeah. on the kids? Yeah. Holy crap, let's protect the kids. Yeah. I mean, that, that, what we're talking about, like, 13, 14-year-olds, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, let, yes. Let's, let's focus on that. Uh, but according to NBC's Joe Yurkaba, uh, if you even talk about this stuff, you want kids to kill themselves. They're going back to this. Of course they are. Every time. 85% of trans and non-binary youth across the country said debates on this legislation have negatively impacted their mental health. So advocates have told me that, you know, these bills will continue to other trans people generally, including adults, who already face higher rates of violence, medical discrimination, and homelessness. Um, So even just the debate created by these bills has a negative impact, they say. Where's the receipts? There they are no this, receipts. They, David, you're right, though. They do this all the time. That, that's it. If you even you're talk You're killing about it. people. Yes. You're killing people if you even discuss. Yes. Again, the elective surgical removal of sex organs from children. No, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to stop talking about it. It's not abuse. It's not any of the things that you say that it is. And as far as the violence, the last studies that I saw, if you're a trans person... Overall, statistically, you're less likely to be attacked than the rest of the population. Yeah, I want yeah. to know the sample size, and I want to know who's paying for the study. Well, the, uh, or it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it, 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 it was remarkable. Axios had the write-up of this study that was done, and they, they tried to frame it as, 
look at all these trans people who are being attacked, but when you actually break it down by demographic, they are literally the most safe demographic when looking at murder rates. Yeah, yeah. Because mo- And most of the people, and of course it's a tragedy, but most of the people who were murdered who fit that group or fit that category are mm-hmm. sex workers. And, well, that is a very high-risk profession, obviously. And so that... Without question. I, so I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the, the, the reality is people want to protect kids. And you can't just... You cannot just throw this card out all the time saying, oh, you just want kids to kill themselves. No, that's not true. I think a lot of us want to make sure that kids are not making a mistake that will affect them for the rest of their lives. Of course. And to give that stat, well, you just want them to kill themselves. Right. Stop grooming kids. Stop. And they will they will go to any length to keep this going. And when you talk about it's disgusting. When you talk about grooming, we're not talking about the overt grooming. We're talking more about, eh, this is something, you know, you're already thinking you're a girl or boy, eh, nudge, nudge, you should probably, you know, have this done. Oh, it goes beyond that. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'll hear from people sometimes saying, you guys broad brush it, it's not groom, you know. Okay. If you, <laughs> if you want to parse it out of what grooming is yeah. or the mutilation of I kids think, and their I, sex I organs. I think that's what we should say, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm for that. Is one worse than another? Right. I mean, all of it needs to be stopped. Stopped. I agree. That's the point. And whether you're a groomer or just somebody that's looking to profit. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down. It would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck. Just leave it at that. You freaking sickos. Well, if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to have a millstone thrown around your neck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, on a different note, you want to be better in your relationships in 2013? No, who doesn't? I want to sound like one of those news magazine shows. Do you want better relationships in 2013? We will tell you how. Uh, It was this piece talking about the 5 1 ratio is the secret to happy relationships. Have you heard of that before? Mm -hmm. No. Hmm. No theories on this? Uh, five drinks for every one conversation. Nope. Ah. Uh, and go, no, it's not. Okay, it's not that either. Five okay. times of intercourse for every one episode of nagging. It's not that either. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that what you said earlier? I didn't say that. No, Did I? No. I thought it was you. I don't think it was me. Okay. No, it's it's five positive interactions for every one negative interaction. That's the secret to a happy relationship, say the, quote, experts Mm -hmm. that are probably experts in failed relationships, be my guess. But that's what they say, and it it does make some sense. That It doesn't have to be big interactions or gestures. Even something like a smile or a joke, that's enough. You just need to make sure you have five good things happen for every one bad thing. Yeah. So that it works for friendships, for marriages, professional situations, as long as that Positive to negative ratio is five to one. You're all good. You know, we've all been friends for a long time. Scott, you and I longer than when we met David in 2013. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Would you five to one positive to negative for you and I, Scott? Mm-hmm. I look at it that way. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Do you really? You mean like from you to me? Yeah, oh. just positive interactions. That, yeah. 
I don't, well, I, I don't know. I want to ask. So, I want to ask about definition of terms here. Positive interactions for whom? It says it doesn't have to be a big interaction or gesture. It's like a smile or a joke. I'm just saying that yeah. you you laugh a lot at Scott's expense. So does that yeah. count as a positive interaction here? I think it does. A lot of times for, I laugh for me too. It doesn't. So, well, Dude, I'm we sorry, but basic this bit math. on the air no. when I, I secretly recorded Robbins last week. I would play it on the air, but we can't because it was deemed over the edge. But was it a joke at your expense? Yes. yes. Did you laugh your head off? Yes. Yes. I did. Yeah. So that would be one I, positive. I'm totally capable of laughing at myself. Yes. Yes. Because I've learned that through the years knowing you. You have to. <laughs> You've already called me mentally ill off the air today, and I laughed. But I don't laugh. I'm not making it up. I mean, <laughs> statements of fact are not insults. <laughs> Some would say ADD's not even real. It's not even a thing. Uh, but you say it's real. You got the pill boxes to prove it. <laughs> and you would also say that I'm riddled with it. You are. And then I'm mentally ill. Well, it's uh, okay, though. That's a You're positive interaction. Mentally ill. Thank you. All right. Somebody that's not mentally stable is back in the news. That's straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. The woke mob will come for you sooner or later. Even if you're yep. currently woke, at some point you won't be woke enough. There is a great example of this and how to not handle it, and that is Chris Harrison. Oh, that guy. You used to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. You might still watch yeah, it. I, I occasionally know. tune in, sure. Okay. Um, well, if you remember the contestant Rachel Kirkinell. Yes, I do remember this, yes. She had attended an Old South Plantation-themed formal as a college student back in 2018, yeah. and then that came to surface in 2021. And, you know, it was a big deal all over online. And then Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelorette at the time, um, was on this show and he was asked about it. And this this was all he said. Okay, roll it. What are your thoughts about Rachel Kirkinell and the allegations (laughs) attached to her? A couple of things. First and foremost, I don't know. Um, I haven't talked to Rachel about it. And, and this is, again, where we all need to have a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion, because I've seen some stuff online. Again, whoa, whoa, grace, compassion, understanding? No, no, no. Not we in need, that world. We need scalps and we need them now. How dare you ask for more information in context? Yes. This judge jury executioner thing where people are just tearing this girl's life apart and diving into like her parents and her parents voting record and what it's it's unbelievably alarming to watch this. I haven't heard Rachel speak on this yet. And until I actually hear this woman have a chance to speak. Yeah. Who am I to say any of this? My guess, these girls got dressed up and went to a party and had a great time. They were 18 years old. Whoa. What? No, no, no. That's not how this world works, sir. So logical what he just said, though. It was. I mean, I, I clearly remember this. He yes lost his job because of this. Well, before he lost his job, okay, he wanted to apologize. Hold, you know what? I've stepped aside for a while. This was before the final kaputs was done to him. Mm-hmm. And he, he went and groveled. I am an imperfect man. <laughs> I made a mistake. 
and I own that. I believe that mistake doesn't reflect who I am or what I stand for. See, this isn't good enough. You no. never go this route. He no. had nothing to apologize no. for. I am committed to the progress, not just for myself, also for the franchise. I am not a victim here. I made a mistake, and I own that. Racism, oppression, these are big dynamic problems, and they take serious work, and I am committed to that work. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're gone. You got to. By the way, the remember he did that interview with Michael Strahan, and then they asked Strahan, "Well, what'd you think? It wasn't good enough." His apology is his apology, but it felt like it got nothing more than a surface response on any of this. But only time will tell if there is any meaning behind his words. <laughs> yes. What was he supposed to do? I mean, what was he supposed to do? Well, that apology wasn't heartfelt enough. He needed to do the work. And apparently, and this is why I bring it up, he's still doing the work. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's starting his own podcast, but he's still very sorry. Why? Why? Stop apologizing. Please grow a pair for crying out loud. Okay? Right? I agree. Preach, bro. The, the, the mob demanded an apology out of you. You gave one, and it's never good enough. <sighs> So Dude, just stop apologizing. You didn't say anything wrong to begin with. Do you want to hear what he says now? Oh, sure. I don't know if you're really going to want to hear it, but okay. I'll give it to you. He said, first of all, it was terrible at the time. I lost 20 pounds. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. It was one gut punch after another. Mentally, physically, I deteriorated. You know, but I didn't blame anybody else. I was embarrassed. I was mad at myself. I was disappointed in myself. The last thing in the world I ever wanted to do was be an agent of anything negative, whether it had to do with race or anything said that leaving the franchise gave him the opportunity to, quote, step away and get his life back. Oh, my goodness, dude. Like, it wasn't emasculating enough hosting The Bachelor? No. He's going to wind up shirtless somewhere just whipping himself and just <laughs> ple saying his prayers to George Floyd. <laughs> hey, you're a big fan of this guy, Scott. Are you going to listen to the podcast? I didn't know he had one, but sure, why not? <laughs> This is the Mark McVeigh Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp had to step out. He's fine, by the way. Oh, there's, he's okay. Yeah. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, we've been talking about President Joe Biden apparently stashed some top secret documents at his <clears throat> think tank in Washington, D.C. Did you even know this thing existed, by the way? I'd never heard of this. I had not either. You penned Biden something for international peace or some kind of nonsense <laughs> i don't even know what it was now oh, i'm sure there's a lot of things that exist yeah. we don't know about i mean it's that's where the files were apparently and his lawyers and this is the way the story goes found them a day before the midterm elections and they let the national archives know that they were there because they're good upstanding people not like those trump people okay right. 
the media wants you to know a couple of things. It was a small number of documents. Yeah, tiny. And this isn't anything like Trump keeping documents in Mar-a-Lago and all that. So, And, of course, as David often does, and he's brilliant at this, putting together a montage of the media downplaying all of this. According to a source familiar with the matter, the classified documents are small in number. A small number of documents. A small number of classified documents. Republicans quickly pounced on the revelation. There are important differences between this Biden inquiry and that involving former President Trump. There are key differences between this and the case involving former President Trump. No, it doesn't sound anything like it. It's completely different. There's no comparison here. Yes, see no comparison. It was they found it in a box with a warranty for his blender that he bought like years ago too. Been looking all over for that home ice cream maker. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Well, we'll see where all of this goes. Okay, who knows? And as we were talking about earlier, is there some other play going on here? It's possible. I get tinfoil hatty. It seems like there's more at play than just this story. Well, I want to know why the top advisors waited two months to come clean with it. Well, just listen. What were they waiting for? Now that the election's over and the speaker, all that's done, now is just a good time. Have this come out now. It's a little suspicious, isn't it? It is. But, you know, it's interesting because it's also, at least to me, a little suspicious the way some media is handling it if if that makes sense at all and what i mean by that is like nbc apparently was one of the first outlets to have this story yesterday which is a little odd and again i know it sounds tinfoil hatty but to me that's a little bit of a tell Mm -hmm. because i truly believe they get their orders of what should be covered and what shouldn't and so you could make the case that this makes NBC look like, see, they really are about news. It, it, uh, just because this was Biden doesn't mean they're not going to cover this. Okay? Yeah. And listen to how this was played out on the Today Show with Peter Alexander. As President Biden meets in Mexico for the North American Leaders Summit, the Justice Department is reviewing the discovery of what one of the president's attorneys calls a small number of documents <laughs> with classified markings found last November in Mr. Biden's mm. former office okay. at the Penn Biden Center. The White House says the documents from Mr. Biden's time as vice president were found when his personal lawyers were packing files in a locked closet at the University Academic Center in Washington. See. This was different. It was locked. They discovered they came forward. It's not like Trump, but see, we're reporting it. Okay, and the Justice Department's looking at this. In a statement, the White House says its counsel's office notified the National Archives on November 2nd, the same day the documents were found, and that they were turned over the next day. Officials have not said what kind of information was in the documents hmm. or detailed their level of classification. Republicans quickly pounced on the revelation. <laughs> of course they I'm did. wondering why the Vice President of the United States had classified documents outside of the hands of the intelligence community okay so they're telling another side there right republicans are also drawing comparisons to former president trump who's under investigation for taking hundreds of classified documents when he left the white house and resisting repeated Uh requests to return the materials even after being subpoenaed so your clear difference here see biden good trump still bad small amount of 
documents with mm-hmm. Jones. Okay. Oh. The FBI ultimately recovered the materials after carrying out a court-ordered search. Of yeah, the f- we know. Overnight, Mr. Trump posting on his social media site, <laughs> when is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden, perhaps even the White House? You could say that's fair question, well, right? Isn't that, is, that has to be done, doesn't it? I mean, after all. We well, don't know no, what he has there. No, because Trump was trying to keep these away right. from officials. See, Biden, good. He cooperated. Spread out by agents on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. Then <sighs> it goes on from there. Well, he's had two months to stash stuff away or burn it or whatever. The other part to me, and I just wonder it, mentioned it earlier, is this somehow a message to Biden from the power brokers and the Democratic Party? Listen. You're not running in 24. We have enough to sink you on a number of different levels. You can't win in 24. Okay? So there's the message. Stop all this talk at 24. We'll see if that's true or not. But you can't resign until 24. No. I don't think they we want to do that. We don't want Mamala for like a day. No, they know that's president. not a great right. play either. But if then he decides not to run, then it's Newsom. I know, this is all tinfoil hat stuff, I know. Well, he better be already planning his got to spend more time with the family speech, because that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or cognitively, I just can't do this anymore. Right. You know, we'll see. Um, this was interesting last night on Tucker's show, and this has to do with the Twitter files. Okay, we know that Elon Musk revealed that FBI agent Elvis Chan frequently pressed Twitter to take down posts that he thought violated the site's terms of service, okay, among other things. If you remember a while back, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry were suing the Biden administration for allegedly colluding with social media companies to censor speech. Part of that had to do with COVID, the vaccines, masks, all sorts of stuff. And so the AG from Louisiana, Jeff Landry, is on Tucker's show, and Tucker sets it up to say, well, you had the government censoring speech. Isn't that what we were looking at? And when we filed this case back in June, we were basically laughed out of the courthouse by many in the media. And then, thankfully, this federal judge allowed us to conduct discovery. From that discovery, we've deposed a number of government actors like Dr. Fauci. And think about the things that we are discovering today. Had not this federal judge allowed this discovery, again, the American people would still be in the dark. Information about them, about the government censoring their speech, their ability to debate the policies that affect them. Yes. And if you remember part of the story where Tucker Carlson's involved, where the administration, Adam Schiff, other people, wanted to shut down any sort of talk about the vaccines, including Tucker Carlson saying, look, they don't work. We're seeing the stats. It doesn't stop the spread of COVID. These vaccines, they wanted it shut down. A number of different things. So something that came out of that that I had not heard before, but Tucker asked the AG the question because he was in the room during discovery and the interview process with Fauci, that was it true that Fauci made a court reporter in the inside you know this conference room put on a mask is that true 
And this is Jeff Landry. Yes, yes, I was there. She, she, she sneezed, and he just about came out of his chair. And, and I would remember, remind you that 24 hours before that, he was on the podium at the White House telling everyone that in order to really be protected, you needed to be boosted again. And so evidently he didn't have as much confidence in that booster um, as maybe he portrayed then because she sneezed, he jumped, and demanded that she wear a mask. What is it like every time I hear one of these guys from Louisiana, I think they sound like Paul Prudhomme. (laughs) Woo-wee, Taiwan did. Yes, sir. Yes. Who did? Or if you ever watch Swamp People, which is great. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. Everybody's got that really that funky accent. I like yes. the accent, but it's yes. it's kind of cool to hear. All of our friends in Baton Rouge are like, yes. Ooh, tell yes. you what more did. Yes. Uh-huh. So obviously, Scott, you'll be uh, tuning into the Golden Globes to see yeah, uh, I will. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Zelensky with his speech. Okay, can we just bet on this now? Can we say it now? What's, what's the over-under set on standing ovations? Oh, well, there's going to be a standing ovation. Well, one. How many more, though? Will Hollywood be, loves him. He'll, he'll, will there be time to stand? Will it be just beginning and end? Or will there be one during? How many standing ovations will he get okay. at the Golden Globe Awards? This is the part I don't know. It's via satellite. Okay? Yeah. So it's not like you're in the room. So because if you have a standing ovation, the speaker has to stop talking. Right. I don't know if he can tell that from satellite. So it might just be at the beginning and end of the think so he'll, short he'll, think he'll take pauses, like as a cue? I don't know. There'll be at least two. There'll be a beginning and an end for sure. If you want to find out the betting lines on this thing, I if there is such there. a thing, <laughs> yeah. then I'm all game for betting. <laughs> Probably, we can I'll do that. check on that. I haven't checked on it. No. Okay. Well, you know who's going to introduce him. If you had to guess one guy, you haven't seen this yet, have you? Sean Penn. Yes. Oh, God dang it. I did not know that. I did not know that. But this yes. doesn't surprise me at all. And he'll probably have an outfit on like Zelensky's, too, when he walks out there. I, I, I saw a picture of him the other day. The meme is he looks like all three stooges together as one guy. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Sean Penn, of course. Uh, Golly. And on a lighter note... Um, well, Scott, you're all about relationships. Some would call you an expert. Yeah, yeah. And so some wouldn't either. Okay. People wanted your input on if you agree, at least with this recent study, poll, talking about turnoffs that people would absolutely dump somebody uh, over. Oh, boy. Yeah. And you can agree or disagree. Okay. All right. We'll go through this. Body odor? Oh, yeah. Stinky, no. Okay. No stinkies. Pretending to be more knowledgeable about something than they really are. Hmm. Yeah, that bugs me a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do it for a living, and that's okay. But you don't want to be dating somebody like that. Right. Right? Okay. Uh, being rude to waiters. I hate yeah. that. Yeah, I wouldn't stand for that stuff. No. You never, ever dated somebody that was rude to a waiter, or you did and you ended it? I don't think I ever have, no. Wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Living in filth. Yeah. That's a no-go for you? Yeah, like chickens in the living room. Yeah. Well, just, you know, it's never dusted. Yeah, it's see, yeah. dishes pile yeah, up, right. all that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. Because you're already that way. No, I... You know, I, can't I, be with somebody else like that. I hire it done, dude. Every two weeks. My place you could, <laughs> my place is spotless right now. Because it was just cleaned. Okay. But go there in 10 days. Well, in 10 days, it'll be clean again, sir. I thought it was every two weeks. So, tw- at least twice, three times a month, so... Okay. Uh, dirty fingernails. I think that's more for guys. I would never notice it. I've never woman. noticed yeah, that with I haven't either. Yeah. Being too clingy. Yeah. 
bad teeth. Yeah. Okay. Woman, the entire package, great personality, mm-hmm. everything in common, very attractive when not smiling, uh, in great shape, mm-hmm. but just a little snaggletoothy. You're saying deal breaker. No, not deal breaker. I wouldn't say deal breaker. You can always get that fixed. That's fixable. <laughs> I mean, it is, right? It's like the yes, Seinfeld episode. Yes, Yours pretty yes. anybody if you just get a nose job. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, I'm glad I'm married. I'd have to fix my teeth. I'd have to clean up. I mean, you're bald. Stuff. We start with an O2 count. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Being a loud talker, all that stuff. Okay. Much more to get to, including a news update straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp had to step out, but he's fine. There's Scott Robbins. You know, last week, this whole ongoing vote for the Speaker of the House, it showed us a lot mm-hmm. in retrospect. And we were wondering at the time, why all the whining from a lot of people in the GOP toward these rebels that are trying to get some things done? You know, people that were protesting... The rebels saying, well, they just want attention. It's this, it's that. Well, they got a number of concessions, which all seem to be pretty good things for the American people. Um, It's only going to take a single congressperson acting in what is known as a Jeffersonian motion to remove or to move to remove the speaker if they go back on their word. People's like, well, there's one person. Well, that's the way it was before Pelosi. Right. Also, a committee will be convened to look into the weaponization of the FBI and other other government organizations. That sounds pretty good. Uh Term limits will be put up to a vote. Bills presented to Congress will be single subject, not omnibus, with all of the attendant earmarks. That's good. 72 hours minimum period to read the bills. Yeah. Nothing like giving it to you and two hours later voting. It seems like worthy of fighting for. Yeah. The Texas border plan will be put before Congress. COVID mandates will be ended, as will all funding for them. Good. Budget bills would stop the endless increases in the debt ceiling and hold the Senate accountable for the same. So that all sounds pretty good. Yeah. And the stripping of assignments is a good thing. So, yeah. What are you talking about from Democrats? Uh, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I, I got more on that coming up, too, by the way. Oh, that was my other story. Yeah. I didn't know what you had on your three. So you're oh, going to talk okay. about Swalwell? Yeah, yeah. Ilhan Omar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Might as well talk about it now. If you, if you want it as part of your trifecta, no, no, I don't want right. to steal I can, your I can, thunder. I can bump it. No, I can bump it. I got something in the bullpen I can use. You got all sorts of stories you like to get to in the trifecta. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, what did you think about no, Kevin McCarthy? No, what I wanted you to do was, what I really wanted you to do was get the, uh, the no guy I queued up. Because I thought it would be interesting to go over the names that are that uh, were not were no longer members of the that have any assignments with okay any committees anymore. Well, and some of these people felt like they were symbolic. Well, like I I would say to you, does Eric Swalwell have a role in this? No. There you go. How about Adam Schiff? No. How about Ilan Omar? No. Thank you. I could just hear it in my head, and that worked out perfectly. Yes, thank you. Well, yes. I mean, as far as the Intelligence Committee, yeah, Foreign Affairs, yeah, 
the guy that slept with a Chinese spy? Yeah. Fang Fang? Yeah. I mean, his time was up anyway, the so some people say that's symbolic, but... He can't get security clearance in the private sector because of that nonsense. Right. And here he is on a committee. Foreign relations. Yeah. He knows all about foreign relations. Hello. Holy smokes. Okay, I'll switch gears to a study out there. Half of Americans would choose to have more energy. So many people just feel run down. Over what? Over more sex or more sleep? Well, the energy and sex kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? I suppose you could say that. That's a poor choice of words. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Scott? I don't know. Well, if you get more sleep, then you'd have more energy. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah. See? We'll let you figure that yeah, out. You know. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Now, Scott, I'll put it on you. You have to pick one story today that's the biggest story of the day. Mm-hmm. It's what we put David in the hot seat for. What would you say is well, the biggest story? Well, I would story? say it was uh, Joe Biden and the uh, paper stashed in the uh, closet somewhere. The documents. Yeah. Well, do I would say anything? that's the big story. I don't know if it is or not. I have no idea. Do you think anything's going to come of it? Uh, no, of course not. Of course not. A week from now, let's bring this up again and see where we are. So do you think? Because I'm wondering if it goes anywhere after this. Even though Merrick Garland is calling for some sort of special prosecutor or yes, whatever involved. Yeah, we'll see. And then we have your trifecta to get to. Yeah, we got to. Do you want to give us me a little promo, little tease? Uh, I'll talk about Silk and Diamond a little bit today. Oh wow, man! Yeah, it's a sad story. And a news update straight ahead, right here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp had to step out, and he's all right. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, we got your trifecta coming up in just a few. Um, Talk is the DOJ probably can't charge Trump now over classified documents because of what's happened with Biden and his documents. (laughs) Oops. Again, another walls are closing in moment. Gone by the wayside. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. Oh, we'll see where all of this goes. It's very interesting after this happened yesterday where news is, well, Biden had these classified documents um, that he wasn't supposed to have, but his lawyers were doing the right thing. Just an honest mistake It's the way the media is portraying that. Not like evil Donald Trump down in Mar-a-Lago, where who knows what he was doing with those secrets. It might have been Russian nuclear secrets. If you remember all of that nonsense. All of a sudden, they've gone to Harry Truman's old shack that he used to live in and kicked open the door. So we'll see where all of that goes. Yeah. I know you have your own stories to get to in your trifecta. Let's just get right yes, to it. Sir. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day is this time. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, and always helped by his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How are you? 
Good. Oh. Good. Good to know. Yeah. I'm ready. He looks rested. He looks like he's ready. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Three. All right. All right. What is your third story? Third story is Joe Biden administration considering a ban on gas stoves. And uh-huh. people are pushing back. Another day, another ban. The Biden administration is considering this time it's gas stoves. Uh, I'm not a big cook, but I have watched enough of the uh, the chop shows on TV to know that gas stoves are pretty damn convenient. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You don't cook anything. Uh, well, in the microwave, I do. On the stove, you don't cook? No, no, I don't cook it. No, of course not. No. But you watch some of the Food Network shows? I like watching those shows. I, I think it's fascinating. People who can cook, I find fascinating. It's like watching golf. I can't golf, but I like watching guys do it. Okay. But it doesn't like, man, I want to eat that now, or I want to learn how to do it. It's nothing No, I mean, like I want to eat it, but I don't want to learn how to do it. No. You find it fascinating? It is fascinating. Some would say maybe another hobby would be a good idea. Cooking? But I, that's not me. Some would oh, say. Oh, no. I not can't. me. Yeah, I can't do that. Okay. Okay. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Okay. By the way, if you want some more environmental stuff, I have it for you coming up. That's your choice. Okay. I mean, Two. I, I kind of doubt gas stoves are a health hazard, but even if they are, keep the damn government out of my house. <laughs> two. What is your number two? Number two. This is a sad story. Maybe you heard this one about the show Diamond and Silk. Yes. Um, Diamond passed. And there's a big outpouring of love and support, of course, online. And, of course, the uh, the word has it that she passed because of COVID. Diamond and Silk, big fans of Trump. Yeah, and black we played, I think we played their clips on this show before a couple sure. of times anyway. She was only 51, right? Yeah, she wasn't very old at all. But it was COVID, that's what they're saying? Well, that's the word. No definite yet. Uh, but already the left is mocking her, of course, because that's the loving, caring, big tent folks that they are. Um, as, a, as a matter of fact, some of the tweets, RIP Diamond, conservatives just lost one of the few black people they can use to pretend they aren't racist. Oh, Isn't my that loving? goodness. Isn't that loving after someone dies? It's very nice. It's comforting when you read that kind of stuff. RIP Diamond, her real name for all the conservative white folks who only know her as a paid minstrel show gimmick. Wow. Sold herself as Inthita Lynette Hardaway. I bet you Trump and most of the right can't even tell you which one diamond is and which one is silk because they're white people. (laughs) We know that. No vaccine, no sympathy, MAGA trash. And there you go. The loving, caring, big tent left again, showing their true colors. And if you're black and conservative. You can't be. You can't be. You're an Uncle Tom. They called her Aunt, Aunt Tom. No kidding. Wow. Not even making that up. Those are horrible people. They're horrible people. And, and, you know, they throw it out there, and they're so horrible, and they have all the, all the little horrible followers who agree with them. Yes. They got no use for that. Miserable people, man. They're terrible people. Wow. Because, now, on with the countdown. She wasn't vaccinated because they pushed back against the vaccinations. I mean, if this is, in fact, the cause of death was COVID, and I don't know that for sure. but Yeah, I hadn't heard that yet. But uh, wait, just wait till that happens. It's just wild to me, something so dark like that, and then... They, Casey. So- now on with the countdown. <laughs> I know. Kate. Well, Casey in death is a great spokesperson. Well, I got to talk about a f- dog dying. Yeah, he's yeah. had to do. A well, whole- that was a humane society thing. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just part of this He doesn't want to talk about thing. dogs dying. He wants to talk about dogs living. Okay. Okay. Scott right. Robbins trifecta. Yeah. Scott's top okay. three of the Let's day. Okay, let's get to it. Up to one. Two-time Georgia gubernatorial uh, contest loser and election denier. Stacey Abrams is on the Drew Barrymore show. How hard is it to get guests on the Drew Barrymore show where you've got st- a two-time loser of gubernatorial races as your guest? I have no idea, man. That was really something because I saw the clip. Yeah. She says she's going to run again. I don't know what she's running for. She didn't say for sure. But Drew Barrymore enthusiastically screamed, yes, yes. Did you actually hear it? I have not, but I was described as the diner scene in When Harry Met Sally. Is that true? I have the audio. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) Dude, this is embarrassing. I want to hear it, though. I do I'm embarrassed to... for her, for Drew Barrymore. Yeah, okay. I've always liked Drew Barrymore. How can you not? I, I do, too, has sort of an underdog story. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's terrible childhood. Start, and yeah. then, you know, all these issues, and you're rooting for her. I am. But and the she show has is this just show, awful. and she's yeah. like this ray of sunshine you're hoping, and then yeah. there's this nonsense. So what's next? Are you going to run again? Are you going? Like, are you? do we get to look forward to this and galvanize I, I, again? I, I will likely run again. Yeah! I don't know what, I don't know what. <laughs> Yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. So are you going to... Okay, hold on. This is the part now where it gets embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> it just now gets embarrassing? Okay. Yes. All right. So are you going to go up against um, some tough men who kind of don't always play fair? <laughs> well, if what? at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And if it doesn't work, you try again. Uh, the political analysis from Drew Barrymore. I go up against um, some tough men who kind of don't always play fair. See, the men, they don't play fair. Women can't get elected, Scott. I don't know if you knew this. No, that woman can't get elected. Let's stop right there. She's unelectable. She's a terrible candidate. They throw money at her. I don't get this whole worship of Stacey Abrams thing. I don't get it. There's no track record there. No, there's not. What is she successful at besides writing softcore porn under a different name? That's it. I don't know. I don't know. She's not an inspirational Anything speaker. Anything I think I, don't know. I can do, yeah. I don't deserve to be the governor of a state because I can do it. Okay. Good. That's terrible. I don't get the adulation. Do you hear them all clapping? No. Hey! That's what they do. It's just, what is yes. going on here? It's sad. And I failed twice. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They just keep hitting fungos to me and I keep Listen. dropping them. I, don't, I can't play left field. Listen, what? she can keep raising money. Yeah, because exactly. people like Drew Barrymore keep supporting Just her. Throwing checks so, at her. Yes, yeah. and as long as she is running for something, her name is still out there. Gosh dang. Yes. Now, if you want a little piece of, I would call this environmental news, because you don't see it everywhere. Um, are you familiar with a guy named Brian Gett? Brian Gett? Yeah. Nope. You know, how, okay, I'll set it up this way. You know how PragerU does the videos that are like five minutes yeah. that take you through? We can't go through the whole thing, but I'll go through at least enough. And as I was watching this, because it just came out, for people that you know that are totally buying in to, well, in your words, Scott, all of the green weenie stuff, Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder what they would think of this five-minute video. And it starts like this. Just because you feel like you're doing the right thing doesn't mean you are. I have dedicated most of my life to protecting the environment. 
but I went about it in the wrong way. Hmm. I thought I was acting morally, protecting the well-being of people and the planet. In fact, I was harming both. What? I believe solar and wind power were the future. Yeah. Our only hope of avoiding an environmental catastrophe. We've heard that. Uh, time and time again, yes. Yeah. Fossil fuels were the enemy, extracted from the earth by greedy companies plundering the land, polluting the air, and destroying ecosystems. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Keeping the wilderness as pristine as possible was my passion. Ever since I was a teenager, I've loved the outdoors. I led mountaineering expeditions in Alaska, spent months backpacking in the Rockies, and climbed the highest peaks in national parks. For a second, I thought, is he going to be like me and say, I was a member of Greenpeace? No. He didn't go that far. Yeah, well, nobody does. Listen, I've already owned that. You did it to I get was... the t-shirt. Yeah. Do you know how well that did with the ladies at that time in I the know. early 90s? You care about the environment? No, I didn't want you to. You know I, I do. I was forced into it. Air is very angry. <laughs> Don't let the Metallica t-shirt and the long hair fool you. I care greatly. Anyway. I only took jobs I thought would protect the environment. Yeah. I started a company that built composting systems for cities and businesses. How about that? I served as executive director of an organization that championed green construction policies. Wow. You know nothing of this guy's Quite story. Quite the resume. I Are you this. interested in this right now? I am now? now. All right. And then I became CEO of a consulting firm that worked on making homes more energy efficient. Sure. At that time, the Obama administration had earmarked billions of dollars in federal funding to create jobs in the energy sector. Remember at the time you going off about that? Yeah. He's part of it. He's wow. going to save the planet. Okay. And my company won multi-year contracts valued over $60 million. Gosh, dang. I thought I was making a real difference in the world. Mm. I was surrounded by smart, successful, and ambitious people who shared my beliefs and my heartfelt desire to change things. I bet he felt great at that time. Because he's doing good things. Yeah. And he's making a buttload of cash. A whole load of them, yes. Yes. And my company had lots of money and lots of government support. Well. There was only one problem. What? Our project to build more energy-efficient homes oh, yeah. was an utter failure. Huh? Making home energy improvements was much too expensive for middle-class families, even with generous government subsidies. I remember one Scott Robbins saying that at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm... If I could imitate Robbins, it would have sounded like, you can't afford it. Right. I would have Something said that. Like that. That was exactly right. I would have said that. And I did say that. Yes, I of know. course. And that was well, way back when. Yes. Wealthy families, by contrast, loved the program. They got subsidies they didn't need in the environmental cred they craved. In reality, though, yeah. we weren't achieving much of anything except wasting taxpayer money. What? Somebody on the left worried about that? The student has a conscience? Well, what? That's not how the government saw it. The government celebrated the project as a big win. It was a great photo op for politicians, but I knew the program didn't deliver the jobs and energy savings we had promised. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Maybe I should have accepted the props and kept doing what I was doing. Well, that's what most but I do. couldn't. What? I began re-examining everything I had believed about energy and the environment. Uh-oh. It didn't take me long to realize that I had been living in a fantasy world. Climate denier! Perfectly fine for making me feel good about myself and my mission, but perfectly useless for making real environmental change. Okay, I've got about 20 seconds left. Okay. You can't play the whole thing. The more research I did, the more I realized that my project was just a symptom of a much bigger problem. What? We're wasting trillions of dollars on the false hope that wind and solar power are going to replace fossil fuels. 
Yes. And it goes on from there. And in the end, he's very sorry about it, but he wants you to have the knowledge. Well, he's going to give his money back he got for it? He's doing a video for PragerU. That's a okay. start, isn't right. it? Yeah. He's, trying to, he's trying to at least tell people now he's not just retired somewhere and spending his time in Aspen or, you know, wherever else people go with a bunch of money, Martha's Vineyard. Green Weenie <laughs> is the live place to be. Saving the environment is okay with me. So do you think if you that shared what? that video with someone that buys into all this that maybe they would think different about it, at least entertain the thought? Right-wing propaganda. Okay. Burp, burp, burp. All right. Well, if people got to wake up to it at some time. All right. Got Nimrods of the news to get to it. A news update straight ahead right here. Van Camp, Robert Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Well, he had to step out. He's all right. There's Scott Robbins. Tell me if you've heard this before. Um, the border, the border is secure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what the world heavyweight champion said, right? DHS Secretary Alejandro yeah. the Dorcas Mayorkas. He's a hell of a man. Republican Texas Representative Pat Fallon has filed articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. Good. Good. Even if it goes nowhere, I don't care. Let's make a spectacle of it. Yes. Yes. Been wanting this for a while. He keeps going out there. The border is secure. Oh, my goodness. Um, He wrote, let's see, since day one, Secretary Mayorkas' policies have undermined law enforcement activities at our southern border. From perjuring himself before Congress, which he's done, about maintaining operational control of the border to the infamous Whipgate slander against our Border Patrol agents. Yeah, that was per- that, she should have lost his job after that. The Dorcas has proven time and time again that he is unfit to lead the Department of Homeland Security. That's not who we are. Oh, goodness. You know what? With all the news, you want a, you want a nice story before we get to Demarais? I would love to have a nice story, yes. All right, quick one. This dude in Vegas, Frank Steele, opened a pizza place called Frankincense a few months ago. Struggling. <laughs> Good name. But there's a TikTok dude named Keith Lee. He reviews restaurants. Listen to this, because he reviewed it, and now business is incredible. I had this guy come in, and I like to ask my customers, you know, where are you from? What do you do? And he quietly said, I'm a food critic. This is one of the best wings I've ever had. It's a 10. Our phone never stopped ringing. I sold more lemon pepper wings in the last two days than I have in the last four months. It's just been overwhelming. It's been a blessing. This restaurant has been a dream of mine for 30 years. Don't make fun of him for crying. That's I'm an okay not, cry. Not, I saw you. No, I saw no, you. No. When the going not gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Just wanted a nice story. Good story. Oh, Washington State Patrol tried to pull over a truck that was driving erratically. Driver didn't pull over. Led police on a high-speed chase at over 100 miles an hour. Passenger of the truck called 911 to complain about police speeding. <laughs> Let's just say they're in a whole lot of trouble. Oh, yeah. And that's Nimrod's in the news.